Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record. This is Joe the Widget Wilson, and we are back for episode number thirty-three. And joining me, as always, is the man with the master plan, Mystery Varwin. We're back. We're back. How you doing, Joe? Two. I am doing great. We are on new audio equipment today, so the show is going to sound a little bit different. Hopefully, Hopefully for the better. in the better way. Yeah. I mean, I spend all day working on this, so let's see what happens, right? Word. And our lore master himself, because people actually forget his name and email in saying, you're a lore master. P.S. <laughs> I forgot his name. Mr. Lewis Olan. Hello, Joe. Hello, Ivarwin. Hello, everyone in the chat room. Glad you're all here tonight. And the other man, because, well, I think he's a man. Those pigtails kind of throw me off sometimes. Mr. David Adams. <laughs> I'd love to see another man who could rock my pigtails. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't. <laughs> hey, everybody in the chat. Hey, all of our listeners. Thank you for coming back, even after I had one of my most horrible DN rants to date last episode. <laughs> but you know what? It was a good one. I think I listened to it three times. Anyway, we have some business to get into. Mystery of Ireland, why don't you uh, shout out our business? Sure. This episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com is their website. They are the creators of some pretty amazing headphones, earbuds. They come in four different styles, six natural colors like red, blue, green, black, silver, and wood. Although it's not really a color. Uh, wood, uh, they put a little a little uh, wood piece around the, uh, the earbud there. Um, here's what's great about Tweaked Audio. All right. They are made and designed for durability and noise reduction and high quality. They'll fit in any MP3 device you got. iPads, iPods, iPhones, Androids, <laughs> you, you name it. Uh, and they are very competitively, competitively priced. All right. They start at $19.95. They come with a lifetime warranty. Give these guys a call. If something ever happens, you purchase one for 20 bucks. something happens to your headphones, call them up. They'll send you a pair for free. We got a special deal for you, though. If you use the code, if you use the code off the record, you'll get 30% off and free shipping available worldwide. So I'll drop your price down from $19.95 down to $12.95. Tweakedaudio.com. Affordable earbuds for a smartphone MP3, smartphone MP3 device engineered for great sound quality and amazing durability. Tweakedaudio.com. Also, uh, we have additional uh, sponsorship today provided by the Elder Scrolls Alliance. 
tesalliance.org. TES Alliance is a popular, growing community driven site for modders by modders. There you'll find a wealth of resources like specialized tutorials, custom tools, voice acting project, exclusive releases, and a whole lot more. Okay, if you're new to modding, at the core of TESA is the Enclave, which is the first Elder Scrolls modding school. Stop by the study hall to seek answers to your questions or visit one of the classes to glean some wisdom from a modding scholar. Whatever brings you, they hope you enjoy your stay. All right, join them and unlock the power of the Alliance at www.tesalliance.org. That is the Elder Scrolls Alliance. Also, we just want to shout out a special thanks to our fans of this show and fans of Skyrim who tweeted and retweeted our inquiries to Bethesda and Pete Hines this week on information about Dawnguard's release. We feel that some of the information that we're going to be providing for you today may uh, may have may have been a result of, of some of our poking and prodding. So thank you very much for your amazing support. All right, guys, we have some meat and potatoes to get into the show. I was sitting there oh, thinking, did I forget anything? Did oh, forget there anything? it is. All I right. think you forgot to say that last week, Joe. Did I? No, no, he said it. No, no, no. Did I he didn't. say it? Yeah. Yeah, he's slipping in there. <laughs> okay, good. Just making sure. You may have to say it twice this week to make up for last week just in case. <laughs> meat and potatoes. Here, I'll give him one All for right, next good week job. just in case, too. Meat and potatoes. Anyway, so we delayed the show an hour today. Because of a little bit of information that came out just prior to recording and sucked me in to play it. I got to play Dawn Guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, uh, that, that whole thing was, uh, was announced, thank God, and finally. As soon as it was announced, I was in there screaming and yelling at the chat room to help me find where it was at on Steam. I couldn't find it. Eventually found it, downloaded it, got all giddy, and thanks to my massive internet, I had it downloaded in literally like three minutes. And was playing it. And I gotta say, the first quest, pain in the neck. Just to get to Dawnguard. Just uh, thanks to the fact that the marker on the map to talk to the guy is in the wrong place, Bethesda. It's wrong. The map is wrong. Change it. You've already experienced the same thing, didn't you? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the tip that you had um, was 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 right though the the map marker leads you to the the entrance of the cave and then from there you you'll find uh Dawnguard citadel actually the map marker does not lead you to anything it's the compass marker that leads you to the cave oh so the the compass in game is right but it's completely different than what's on the map yes well that sucks yeah they need to fix that that's what confused me for literally an hour i was up on this mountainside trying to find this cave that didn't exist there so when a couple people in chat room were like, just turn the map marker off, look at your compass, and I did that, and it led me right over to it, into the valley up to Dongar Keep, and I got my first crossbow. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Well, I've been I was- training my girl in, in bows and everything, preparing for the crossbow. You were going to say something before I cut you off like a rude jerk? Um, you know what? I, I may have, and and I forgot what <laughs> what it was. I'm like really... You're like flustered right now for some odd reason. I don't know. <laughs> don't pay don't pay any attention behind the guy behind the curtain. <laughs> okay, then. see here. <laughs> I got to meet um, Mr. Slobo's little uh, love interest. I don't see it. The guy looks like who, a pansy. She, she has really weird tasting guys. So, yeah. oh, the blonde guy. Yeah, the little farm boy. <laughs> I use farm my boy. paws. Ask me that picture. I use my Paul's axe to kit those wolves. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, first, uh, I guess you know we we've kind of let the cat out of the bag. I mean, if uh, if you've been living under a rock, um, they just announced you know a couple of out you know two hours ago, pretty much that uh, that Dawnguard has been released for the PC, um, but not for for the PS3. And and the reasoning behind that we'll get is because we'll get into right. Okay, we'll we'll get into that later <laughs> well, on. The whole <laughs> fact that my playthrough my play this week is completely based off of just the last two hours. For the most part, I mean, I did other things in game over the week, but it's completely not interesting compared to what I did just an hour ago. <laughs> so it kind of had to come out of the bag, I guess, right? So, Joe, what your first uh, the the you know tiny little bug with the map marker aside? What's mm-hmm. your what's your first initial impression of of that that first couple of minutes of of Dawn Guard? It didn't change. The game looked the same at first because where I was at um, when I finally found the castle. It was a really cool up there, and I could definitely see the difference in the voice acting. Oh yeah, and I I liked the guy, the main guy in the Dawn Guard. And he's like, um, what I explained in the chat room when I first met him, he was like a uh, no crap kind of guy. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a real you know tough as nails grizzly yeah. sort of. Did you listen to the? And I I don't know if it's really all that important, but did you listen to the conversation he was having with the NPC as you walked in? Yes. You did. Did you get the same feeling that that I got off that? Like maybe he's, you know, not completely, you know, a a, a guy looking for the right thing to be done. Just nah, he just he's just what I expected him to be. Hell bent on killing all all bloodsuckers. Okay. <laughs> you know that's what Dongard is, from what I can gather. I mean, right or wrong, they hate vampires for some reason. I don't know if they're they're classists or what, but you know. Mm. <laughs> well, you're about to find out. <laughs> yeah, I am. I actually started the first quest, which is to go into the vampire cave thingy and and and, and find out what's going on in there. Right. After I, you know, what with my horse went around the entire mountain before I found the cave, I've just been having complete location fail on my first playthrough in it. But um, I noticed that my the crossbow was very weak. So I have a little tip for you guys: if you're in blacksmithing and you're at least fifty, go over there. And improve your crossbow because it jumps. The damage it does jumps. I went from 86 to 186. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's the crossbow is weak for your character um, because you you grab the the Even first then, crossbow. Gonna, it, it probably will be like, if you're a low character, it's going to be more powerful than your your bow. But oh yeah. Just go improve it anyway. Why not make it even more powerful? Yeah. You can improve those by using uh, steel ingots. Mm-hmm. On the uh, on the wheel too, by the way. For those of you out there that that may not be aware of it, I did notice though that you couldn't um, make any more crossbows. So I'm kind of curious how that goes in the game. If you can find any different ones, or if it's just that that first one you get. But they are powerful. They're very powerful. Yeah, I saw you one shot and a whole bunch of undead. Yeah, I was cave. I was one shotting vampire lords, sir. I didn't see that one. <laughs> I was too busy putting the finishing touches on the notes. <laughs> I was one-shotting Vampire Lords, and I had to tell you to rub it in. Vampire when, um, Lords? You mean like the exact bane of Varwin's existence? Yeah, exactly. That the ones be, that kept killing him? Yeah, that would be that would be it. One cross bolt, you know, to the forehead, dead. No big deal. I, You know what? They don't load that slow. I was actually very surprised. I thought they would uh, load it much quicker. It was probably because I have the perk for the quacker, the quacker, the quicker quacker. Uh, redraw for bows. <laughs> wow, you just call your crossbow a cracker? <laughs> uh, no, the, the, 
Well, Black Oak Weed Wall. One of the first things I did is I was already like 94 in blacksmithing. Is I went and spent every, all the gold I had right away to get my enchant my blacksmithing up to 100. And from there, I I, I went and made my uh, dragon bow bow, my dragon bone bow. I cannot talk tonight. Wow. But yeah, um, I was tripping over my words during during some of those ads as well. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Something in the water. But um, I I love that bow. It doesn't do even improved with all the enchants on it. Doesn't do as much damage as a crossbow, but that thing fires fast and it's deadly. I think my crossbow is like 186. My dragon bone bow is 170, so it's not much of a difference. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, I my first impressions are really cool because that cave looked a little bit more detailed than normal caves. It actually felt creepy vampirish when the other vampire dens just looked like a normal bandit cave. Yeah. This one looked vampirish with crypts everywhere, bones and blood everywhere. Fantastic. Nice. Apparently, yeah, atmosphere. Um, yeah. Apparently, vampires um, are messy eaters. Yeah, they don't wear bibs when they no, eat. No, I would no. They Probably just kind of get down much, there, you, you know. know they... Blood tends well, to stain. You got to figure though, if you're immortal, you're not going to really, you're going to think about putting things off until later. So I guess you know, cleaning up after yourself could really be one of those things you say, eh, tomorrow. <laughs> it's always tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. Anyway, <clears throat> I did that. Um, other than that, I didn't get much more playthrough on that because of the time frame. We had to actually, you know, I don't know, maybe do a show. So as soon as the show's over and as soon as I'm done quickly editing it, so there's editing errors, I apologize because I'm going to get right back into Dongar as soon as possible. So, Yvarwin, what about you, man? Yeah, um, again... Uh, PC, PC all the way this week. Uh, I was not on uh, the 360. I have not played Dawn Guard for about two weeks now on my 360. Um, after what Twitter has been calling Dawn Gate <laughs> this whole week. <laughs> wow. After, after Dawn Gate, I kind of had a nasty taste in the back of my throat regarding it. So um, I haven't, I haven't touched it on my on my 360. Uh, by the way, I love the whole Dawngate thing. I think it's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, PC, and uh, I finished up. I forget the name of the quest. I was I was out to get um, this a- this amulet. Oh God, I can't believe I forgot again. It's this amulet. You got to get uh, three different pieces of the of the amulet, and then one of them, I believe, is in Sarthal. Oh, which the is, uh, amulet Galdor. Thank you. Yes, Galdor. I had it before the before the show. I think anyway, it's the Amulet of Galdor. Yeah, that'd be it. <laughs> amulet of Galdor, right? That one? Right. Yeah. Yeah, Joe 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 had it. It was yeah, the Amulet of Galdor. Of Galdor, yeah. The Amulet of Galdor. Thank you guys. No You're, problem. What would I do with that? Glad to help. <laughs> <laughs> hey, better than me, you guys remembered it and I did not. Um the best part about this whole thing is I left Sarthal for the end. Okay, that's where you you get one of the, the the pieces of the amulet. I left it at the end. Why? Because I didn't want to have to go to the Mage College just to unlock Sarthal. So I was trying to like leave it for the very end to see how can I get around this whole thing, and then uh, nothing came up. Basically, what you really have to do is you have to start the Mage College quest line, and I haven't done that for my Paladin yet. I got him up to 31, by the way, uh, in case you've been tracking my, my experience, my, uh, my level gains over the weeks. Um, I got him up to 31, 
And I have not done the Mage College quest. I don't really like the quest line. I don't want to get into it. So I was trying to figure out how do I get in there without <laughs> doing the quest line. There is no way. Unless you know how to use the console. You right? hack sword. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hacker. <laughs> Cheater. Oh, I cheated like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> wow. I mean, I cheated my, my face off. I was actually like really impressed with how unimpressed I was with myself. <laughs> um, you guys are going to hate on me after this story. No, so, of course not. Yeah, you are. Um, I'm not going to release, you know, you can, you can Google all this stuff, by the way, which is how I, I came about all this, all this, you know, console nonsense. Um, but what happened was there's, there's certain, um, coding that you can do in order to, to teleport yourself to whatever NPC you want. You need to know the, the command. You got to type it in the right syntax, and you also have to know the, the NPC's code designation in the game. So there's a lot of things you do need to know in order to do this. I teleported myself at the very end of, of the caves in Sarthal. <laughs> um, but when I got there, I realized that the, the very bad, the, the, at the very end of this whole thing, at the, the bad guy at the end, who's, who's uh, the undead guy, he's got the, the dragon shout, and he's, he's sitting on that, that stone uh, throne with the the big glowing green uh, magical orb behind him. You can't if you do that. Like if you automatically teleport to him, he can attack and kill you, but you actually can't attack him. So I was getting attacked by this thing, and I couldn't actually attack him. So I'm running around trying to figure out like, okay, how do I do this? So I looked up some more console commands, and I found one that 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 kills everything. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It just gets worse and worse. <laughs> Man, you are so in it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I I do that. He drops like a sack of potatoes, and I loot the final piece of the amulet off of him. But now I can't get out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> I teleported my way in. I had to use a console command in order to get rid of the guy, and now I can't get out. Now I'm trapped. I'm trapped inside. Thank God. Skyrim justice! Cheaters don't <laughs> prosper. Exactly. So I found another, you know, random... Oh, my God. A random, you know, NPC code to just get me out of there, and I ended up teleporting myself. I didn't look up the NPC or where the NPC was or what... I didn't look... I just... What's an NPC code? And I got one, so I just picked one randomly. I happen to pick the one. It's the only NPC that spawns underwater. <laughs> <laughs> so I teleport myself from from Sarthal and I pop up underwater and I'm like, oh this is great. <laughs> I'm gonna drown. <laughs> but I didn't. I, I swam all the way up to the water and um <laughs> and I was fine. So I finally finished out my quest and I got my Galder amulet. Um, but I, I had to uh, I had to put it together in the in the cave and that that last fight that you do between the three different uh, three different guys in order to get the uh, the Galdir amulet the uh, Are the you three brothers you used cheat codes to kill them too no 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 that was that was the end of the cheating I wanted to get around sir so that was it we have um, Liz you know the exploitress mm-hmm. now yeah, I deem the sir what? cheats a lot. <laughs> 
I cheated the one time. Okay. Yeah, that one up being three. I count it all as one. It's one time? <laughs> I used console command? Wow. <laughs> I didn't... Look, I, I really... I really don't like the Mage College quests. And, and there's some things in Skyrim that you have to unlock quests in order to finish out other quests that you've done. And this is one case in particular. And... I kind of feel like there should be a function in the game that gets a, either gets around that or or quests aren't interrelated in that manner. Because what if I mean what if I don't want to go through some kind of content and because as a result of not going through that content now I'm locked out of the content I do want to do. You know, like to me that that seems a little unfair. So, yeah, I cheated my way through it. I mean, I didn't break the game. I just you know, went around it. <laughs> so, but um, there you have it. I, I I did that. And um, in any event, the, the the final fight in order to get that that amulet, I absolutely loved it. The the three brothers that you fight, it's you, you do them one at a time, and the way that you have to fight them, especially with me being um, a melee character with a uh, sword and shield, absolutely phenomenal. I had I had such an awesome time trying to figure out exactly like. What each guy's weakness was, and and uh, how I should you know attack in this manner because they're they're pretty powerful. They're much more powerful than than I was at level thirty one. So it was it was a good time indeed. My little short time in Dawnguard so far, I, f- I figured out that I actually planned my character correctly to be a vampire killer. Ranged against vampires, <laughs> cakewalk. Oh yeah, they can't yeah, use they, their blood sucking magic. They go down hard with those crossbows, hard. <laughs> I love the crossbow kill cam. Oh, it's amazing. Like that, that kill one cam shot that I saw? The one that was, was the left boob? Yeah. <laughs> the left boob. <laughs> <laughs> Screw arrow to the knee. She got hit in the left boob. That was a complete kill. It took a left boob. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, Lou, what about you? Oh, well, just found out when I first logged on to Skype that Dawnguard was released, so I have not yet had a chance to go... Update Steam, download, but after the show... Guess what the staff <laughs> that's, that's of what I'm Elder doing. Scrolls Ultimate is going to be doing right after the show tonight. That's correct. <laughs> so which one of us is live-streaming it after? What's a good question. Yeah, see, I'm not. I'm editing, so... Anyway. I ooh. think we have to nominate Yvarwin. Oh! I second. <laughs> I'm not so sure I want to nominate Yvarwin. I, w- I don't want to see cheat codes. I want to see gameplay. <laughs> so that cheats a lot. Lou, what were you saying before I rudely interrupted? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what I've been doing is I've been trying to actually clean up my quest journal again because uh, I have a ton of miscellaneous quests that I just want to get rid of. So the past few days, that's all I've been doing. Just a little side quest here and there, like helping out that Argonian jewel merchant in Riften, um, helping out that stable hand <laughs> got caught up in uh, some shady business, little th- things like that. And I have been making some headway, thank God. And right now, I've only got perhaps maybe 16 miscellaneous quests that I have so far left to knock out. However, I just noticed that meanwhile, my main quest line has grown, you know, all the main quests you see, I'm like, wow, wouldn't this list grow? <laughs> it's got like another 18 attached to it. So at least I'm trying to make headway, uh, but who knows? Been getting a lot of Dragon Priest masks lately. I think really? The last I got, yeah. Um, gosh, what was I think it was Vorsun's mask. I obtained that one, 
and I've been getting to try to get the little collection going because I'm actually looking forward to putting all the masks on that one area that I know is available in um, hmm. the advanced storyline there. Put them all there. So, been doing that. And unlike Yvarwin, I actually did Sarthal this morning on my, main, on my character, my assassin. Did you use command codes? Nope. Nope, didn't Because <laughs> going in Sarthal, level 45, I was just like, oh, please, come on. Come over here. <laughs> I'm come waiting for you right here. Uh, although I did run to a tough spot, though. There's actually one spot where you fight those three Drogor uh, Death Lords all at once. And the first time, I totally didn't count them. I only saw the pair. Uh, I didn't see the third one that popped out of his crypt. And as I took the second one down, I'm like, oh, great. I just got one shotted. What killed me? Oh, the third guy. Thanks. <laughs> the Thanks. guy you didn't see. <laughs> Yo, walking pile of junk. Thanks a lot. <laughs> So I was like, all right, now I know there are three of them. I actually started playing around with some of the shouts. I actually started to use my that one shout, the the one that makes you project your voice. I got that one all filled out, so I have all three words to that. And seeing and hearing actually some of the, the phrases that she pops out, she's calling, hey, skeever butt. I'm like, whoa. She said, what? <laughs> skeever butt. Skeever butt. <laughs> I would be mortally offended if someone called me skeever butt. Oh, yeah, it totally threw me off, and I just, I actually was planning to use my bow and arrow to kill one of them. I totally missed because I laughed and threw the mouse off. And that's when they started to kill me because I, I was still laughing and realized, oh, great. I'm still laughing. I'm crouching. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> I'm dead. Didn't even have a fighting chance. But I got through them, and then that final fight, we actually reach uh, that part where you see that big glowing ball. Right. Yeah, that was a little rough. Because I, I don't know whether or not the encounter scaled to me or not, but it was a bit of a fight. It will. Yeah, and uh, I took quite the beating to realize, oh, I, I better <laughs> something different about this. It must have scaled to me. So, you know, I ran around like a little girl, <laughs> trying to heal up, <laughs> keep this guy away from me. Not me. I just brought the console up by hitting. Uh, oh, See, <laughs> we were all thinking it. You you just said it. Busted. <laughs> Yeah, I just managed to just take him down, down my last health pot, <laughs> but I managed to kill him before he killed me, so I was like, down to the sliver of health, like, wow, hmm, maybe next time not go in there so, so cocky, <laughs> be careful next time. But I finished that up, got that done, and right now I'm in the midst of actually, right before I logged off today, was uh, trying to finish up the rest of the quest in order to become Thane of Riften. And That's since I've already I've not done yet. Do yeah, you have to, I, I sided with Legion. Spoiler! Do you have to completely finish the uh, Thieves Guild quest in order to be able to do that? You know, I don't know, because I, I did finish that, that entire quest chain, and um, I have two out of the three that's needed to become Thane. Oh, and as Liz said, no, you don't have to. Okay, that's great. But it does help. Right. Yeah, I is actually... Uh, I'm on the last part where I have to take care of the uh, Skuma operation that's running around Riften. So right now I'm trying to clear out the Crags Lane Cavern. So you're you've become the DEA of of Skyrim. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> DEA slash ATF, you name it, I got it. I'm doing it. Realize, you know, oh look, Moon Sugar, Skuma. I just can't leave it here. It's evidence. I'll just take this back with me safely <laughs> for safekeeping. Uh huh. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's like, Skuma does what? Wow. Favorite. 
<laughs> I'll use that. Rip that. Steal some more of that. <laughs> you know, Lou, I know a console command where you can sell skooma on the black market. <laughs> I ain't selling skooma. I'm keeping it. <laughs> you want to buy some skooma? <laughs> and some milk? <laughs> yeah, and now that's that's where I am right now in gameplay. And now that Dongard's out for the PC... Finally, going to download that and start experiencing it. Yup, yup. Yup, yup. <laughs> Skooma and mammoth cheese. Mmm. What a fine glass of Nord mead. <laughs> Vintage. Yeah. Dave, what about you? What was your week like? Okay. Um. Well, first off, Michael's crap. I want to say that uh, I was possibly one of the worst instigators of um, Dawngate this past week. I know a console command that can get Pete Hines to chat back to you. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I know a few tweets that could probably get me kicked off of his follow list or whatever it is. Or, <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah, we, we know how to do that. <laughs> I, I, You know, I for real, I, I love Bethesda. Bethesda makes some of my favorite games ever. I love Bethesda, but have you noticed, like, the last two major PR events have just gone completely downhill by, like, calling the Elder Scrolls Online WoW, which was bad idea, and this whole debacle on Twitter? I don't know. I, I was just very upset with it. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I too have... From some of the things that 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 were said, um, I got a little bit of a, a bad taste in the back of my throat as well. Um, you know, I, I, I <laughs> I'm only and I'm bringing it up because I I know what you're I know I know what you're getting to. Yeah, damn yeah, it, Lou. I mean, I I I love Bethesda. I know they make a quality product, and I know that I'm I would enjoy Dawn Guard. And it did come out today, which. Truthfully, I didn't have the money for it at all. I do not have the money to afford it because, well, you know, I, I'm one of them people who live paycheck to paycheck. That's just how it goes. So, you know, you play with the cards you're given. But, you know, I really feel that this the whole silence about this was wrong. It, it was wrong. And I know that we, we had, like, I, I saw all these people sending messages agreeing with how we helped, handled it last episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I even had some personally sent to me saying, "Hey, hey, Dean Force, you know, I completely agree with your rant last week. This and that." And Honestly, I know that we did. had what I think what two people send us One. in their messages saying that we they didn't exactly agree. One, we had over three hundred responses saying they agreed with everything we said. One, well, there was disagree. There was the one you. Sent a replied to in the email, and I had one that I replied to. Oh, that only happened right after. That's right. So it was two. Yeah, we only had two people disagree, and though the the one of them was just so blatantly off the wall that it was like almost fanboyish. The one that I did reply to, I just want to say to all of our listeners, no matter who you are, I want to thank you, even if you don't agree with us. Mm-hmm. I thank you because our listeners are some of the best in the world. Even when they don't agree with us, the majority of the time, they'll try to send in messages and say, you know, give well-thought-out opinions. 
And I love that. I love that I was able to actually have a, a conversation, a communication with this listener, even if they didn't agree with agree with what we said last week. And I think that's really cool. And I want to thank all of our listeners, you know, for having your own opinions and talking to us about it. That's what it's all about. Well, I don't mean to break up the serious moment all day, but I believe we were in the same of the show where we talk about gameplay. Well, that's the thing is that was my interaction with Skyrim this week. No, was no, no, no. That wasn't with, playing the game. Well, because I, w- I was mad at the game. Dave. I was mad at Dave. the game. I looked at it on uh, <laughs> Steam and waved my finger at it. That Someone game. slapped like, Dave no. on the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. Up until, up until three hours ago, there was a lot... There was a lot to there was a lot to protest. I'm still furious about how they handle things, regardless. I, I of course, very... right? And yeah. and not, there's nothing that's going to take away like the initial the initial announcements or the way those announcements were handled. Um, so there there was a lot to protest, and and certainly you know we we did our thing and and tried you know the best to to echo and mimic you know the the outrage. That that we were receiving from fans that we felt as well, and and that you know fans of Skyrim were were kind of feeling. So, you know, if if part of um, Dave's personal protest was not to play the game until you know this this had been released and and to to share that on the show, I I, I support Dave in that, and and I I think uh, you know Dave made an appropriate decision because let's face it, you know, you wow. go on to forums right, 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 and the right, right, right. I was just playing with them. Well, I, I know, I know. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the Tamriel uh, Times now. Corwin's a well, kisser. I did get a chance to touch Skyrim today. Okay? I, I touched it. I, I, I grazed a little bit. And I want to say to Joe, you said you downloaded Dawnguard in, in what, three minutes? Mm-hmm. Well, I had it gifted to me by one very, very lovely Khajiit-voiced man. <laughs> Arwen, I love you, homie. You're the best dude in the world. Yes, yeah, so Arwen did gift it to me on Steam because I'm broke. Scissors. Virtual high five. Virtual high five. <laughs> but um, I would like to say to uh, Joe, who t- did it in three minutes, it took me what an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you, Joe. Well, in, unfortunately, in I, I do pay a literal fortune for my internet for the show, so. You're reaping the benefits. You get fast Dawn Guard. Indeed. You got to play it. <laughs> Literally, before the show, if you were in our chat room, you already know, but for all, we started, like, the second I had it downloaded, I'm like, hooray, now it's time to do show prep. <laughs> right at that point. Poor Dave's all excited. Right at 7.30. Hey, time to do show prep. I, I, for all, I told Joe, I was like, you know, we should probably not do the show today so I can play Dawn Guard. So we're going to move on to the time real times. Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Jarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times, your source for news in Skyrim. And we're in the Tamriel Times, your news and community news. Your official and community news. I always get that wrong. You notice that I've gotten it maybe right out of three, out of 33 episodes? I haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I mess up every time. Most of the time I just say, well, screw it. I'm not going to talk about what the second half of that title is. 
But uh, like we get, let the cat out of the bag, Dawn Guard on PC was announced early about maybe 10 minutes before we were going to do our original time for show prep. That's why we got delayed. Anyway, Yvarwan, lead us into this, buddy. That's right, yeah. Dawn Guard on PS3. Uh, excuse me, Dawn Guard is on the PC via Steam. However, the PS3, too buggy. This news is so fresh, we had to slap it in the face to get it back in a line. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. That was awful. That was <laughs> horrible. Someone should be kicking me in the face, not laughing at my joke. <laughs> All right, as of about two hours ago, Bethesda announced that Dawn Guard is available on Steam for PC users to download. Hooray for PC users. PS3 users, however, have not been given an announcement as to when their version will be ready. The reason? Bethesda feels like it's not ready. Here's a quote from BethBlog.com, and I quote, We are not satisfied yet with Dawn Guard's performance on the PS3. We would like for everyone to have a chance to play Dawn Guard, but we aren't going to release it for PS3 knowing that some people's experience in Skyrim will be worse. We do everything we can to have our content available to all, from our free updates to user mods to paid DLC. We're as disappointed as our fans when that isn't the case, but we'll continue to push for that reality. To, and I, I hate to read between the lines because we, we all learned that you may you may you know probably shouldn't read between the lines but but to me and i think to a lot of us this sounds like they are going to release it for ps3 it's just really buggy right now but it's eventually on the way all right this announcement comes just less than a week after what twitter had dubbed dawngate last week pete hines the pr vice president of bethesda had stated expecting news exactly 30 days after the release of Dawn Guard for Xbox 360 was, in quotes, unfounded, and no plans for the consoles were ever announced. This ignited an uproar from dedicated fans, citing that everyone reasonably assumed that's what they meant when Bethesda stated Skyrim's first add-on would be an Xbox-exclusive release for 30 days. We here at Elder Scrolls Off the Record launched a mini-campaign to dig for any sort of update on release information from Bethesda, following in step and in spirit with the fans' outrage, asking Mr. Hines and Bethesda, in quotes, when can you when can we expect Dawn Guard for the PC PS3? Eventually garnering a response from Mr. Hines, which he said in quotes, We have in when we have info to share, we will. It won't be in the form of answering a tweet. Additionally today, we reminded at Beth Blog that today or tomorrow would be the deadline for any sort of update on their release information according to Mr. Hines' tweets from earlier in the week. We were told directly from Bethesda information would be out either today or tomorrow. Hours later, the announcement of the add-ons availability on Steam was made. So, I was halfway expecting him to say, like, you know, next Tuesday it'll be available on Steam, another week after that for PS3 because of the whole... You know, debacle with having to get approval from Sony and all that. But no, it was, boom, hey, you guys have it now on PC. Right. And yet, PS3 is still waiting on the, on the wayside. I mean, I swear, how much garbage the PS3 has put up with when it comes to Skyrim is phenomenal. But I do agree with Bethesda, don't put out a bad, bad game. You know, you know what, you know what I'm, I'm getting the feeling of? Like, what the, remember last week we were, we were wondering, like, what's the thinking behind this? Mm-hmm. I think I think the thinking is sur- is surrounded around QuakeCon. To be honest, I really think that last week was when the thirty days were up, and they so badly 
wanted to announce this information and not even hint at anything because they wanted to announce it on QuakeCon and not spoil anything. I think that's what the thinking was. Yeah, I know. That's true. You know, they could have avoided a lot of hassle. They just would have sent us an email saying, look, guys, we do have plans for this. Don't hassle us anymore. <laughs> we have been like, okay, guys. Yeah, some kind of, I mean... You know, some sort of some sort of information other than what what was received at Instead the time. Instead of putting your, you he know, should have thought before he put those out. He's the vice president of PR. He should have figured if I'm not capable of expressing exactly what we need to express in 140 characters, then this is not the medium I need to be putting this through. And I think that's what everyone's upset with. I don't think they're upset with initially what the information that was in those tweets was over. I think it was just the way that it was put out in the manner it was put out. And he did it wrong. I yeah, I I think that's that's what everyone's uh criticism is. I think it was just look, if, if there was a as, if there was information that needed to be safeguarded for the following week. Information could have just been thrown out in the very same tweet, you know, it could have said we'll release information at QuakeCon. You know? Um or we're we're you know we're, plan- we're planning you, on information next week. How you handle a PR when it comes to anything is you got to put a really happy, positive spin on everything, not just come off like like he did. He could have said stuff like, "Hey guys, we really apologize, but right now we don't have any information just yet. We'll keep you posted as soon as we get something." Exactly. That's all I had to say. Everyone had been like, "Okay." Precisely. I, I think that's what the outrage was really was really fueled by. Um, I think if they released all of the information that was released today, minus minus the PC thing. Look, if they said, hey, you know what, guys, PS3, you're not too sure about it. It's really buggy. PC, eh, we'll give you an update a bit sooner. All right, we apologize. You know, we want to release information, yada, yada, yada. That whole thing, like the whole thing that they released today, how? I mean, it just kills me because it was so beautifully written, so well thought out, so well put together. I read this. I understood I said to myself, you know what? I get it. They they don't want to take the, the they don't want to take Dawnguard onto the PS3 just yet because it's really buggy. And we've seen the bugs and reported on the bugs on the 360. And they thought that was appropriate. I can only imagine what they're experiencing and having to fix right now for the PS3. So mm-hmm. we get it. We understand. We just wish it was said differently. I guess at the end of all things, that's <laughs> what what this in quotes Dawngate thing is about. <laughs> You know, we here at uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record feel that Bethesda should give all PlayStation 3 players Dawn Guard for free. Heck yeah. After all the crap they've been through, I completely agree. Yeah. Yes. That yes, would that, be that game a huge PR move right there, guys. Huge PR move. Yeah. I think that'd be massive. Absolutely massive. You know, some sort of some sort of voucher, you know, uh, an email thing. You know, send us send us your email. We'll send you a voucher. You know, take it over to, you know, Game Buy or Best Stop or, you know, DN Software. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you'll get, you'll get your copy of Dawn Guard for free, you know, uh, on us, PS3 guys, because you've been experiencing, you, they don't have the 1.6 update, which is the amount of combat. The, the new update that came out this week, obviously that they don't have that yet. Dawn Guard is, you know, God knows when they're going to get that. Hopefully, hopefully by, by next month. Maybe not. But, you know, who knows? You know, when it, I mean, it, it would save, and and for such as we've seen the numbers. All right, the PS3 market for this game doesn't really account for a whole lot. You know, maybe it would be 
it would save a lot of face, certainly in the eyes of all fans. I think all would be forgiven if you know those the PS3 guys just got it for free. Yeah, exactly. That would make up for the, the lack of Dongard. I mean, we had to wait five weeks for Dongard on PC without any information whatsoever. Um, PS3 is going to have to wait how many weeks now? Eight, ten? At best, yeah. And then that's not including the fact that Skyrim was launched almost a year ago. Yeah. So it, it's kind of ridiculous still. Anyway, our next news story is Skyrim Update 1.7 now, avail- now available on Steam for PC users. That is correct, sir. As you may recall, last week, Update 1.7 for Skyrim was in beta on Steam. However, now it is available. All one needs to do is load up Steam, and the update will download automatically. The not-too-major bug-fixing patch touts general memory and stability fixes, along with fixing some crashing that occurred rarely. Also, the French, German, Italian, and Spanish versions of Skyrim on 360 will now have Connect properly working Dragon Shouts with 1.7. However, um, there's been no date for release, as uh, that has been announced for the 360 or PS3. Uh, Bethesda has stated... They submitted the patch to consoles and will let us know what's going on uh, as soon as it's available. Additionally, uh, PS3 players should take note that 1.6, the mounted combat update, is rolled into 1.7. And this whole thing will be a requirement in order to download Dongard. So, I mean, the thinking here is they're taking 1.6, they're taking 1.7, they're pushing it all together, and they're going to push it out to the PS3. All of this is a requirement for Dongard. So... I can I can say that we can reasonably assume Dawnguard should be coming out for PS3. They're working on it. Yes, it will. I so can at least it. look forward to that. It might be free, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and if not for free, I mean it's it's twenty dollars on Steam. It's the equivalent of twenty dollars on the 360. If not for free, five ten bucks. Yeah. You know, dramatic discount. Exactly. That's a way of saying sorry, guys, but. Here you go. All right, Dovahkiin figurine on sale, really. <laughs> <laughs> Other news around nerd! <laughs> Dovahkiin figurine on sale, a vinyl figurine maker. <laughs> uh, vinyl figurine maker, Symbiote Studios, located at www.symbiotestudios.com, has created and is selling off all of their website uh, excuse me, and selling off on their website a cartoon-type figurine of the classic image of the Dovahkiin in his iron-horned helm and leather armor. Sword and Each board? Piece, I'm sorry? Sword and board, right? Yeah, just he's he's barefisted. He's oh. just standing there like, oh, who I'm Dovahkiin. And <laughs> uh, each piece has posable arms, two weapons, a removable helmet, and stands three inches tall. You can scoop up one at your very affordable price of $9.99 US dollars at their website, symbiotestudios.com. Um, there was no picture as to what the what the weapons are, so I, I don't know, but the picture that I saw was just him like, you know, clenching his fists like, you know, ooh, Fusorda. Hmm. Like that. Like Fusorda. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Fus- All right. We're gonna move on to the better mayor before everyone starts to sing. I heard it coming. Fuso. <laughs>
Welcome to the battered mare. What can I get you? And here we are in the battered mare, your roundtable discussion. What do you have cooked up for us today, Varwin? So today I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if we finally got an answer to the most burning question here on Elder Scrolls Off the Record? Does Lou wear boxers or briefs? So Dave, why don't you pick this up? I thought you looked up a skirt already and found out. Huh? Oh, I, yeah. I did. I did find out, and the answer is more disturbing than you can possibly imagine. I know. The thong <laughs> thing, Lou, really? Lou just yes, said his that's right. He has right a now. butler thong. <laughs> that's right. Banana hammock for the win. All right. <laughs> no, seriously. All right. Uh, the news about SWOTOR. Going, yes, I said SWOTOR. Okay. Going free to play <laughs> has posed the question. All right. Does this mark the official end of MMOs debuting with a subscription-based model without a free-to-play model in place? Our question, what do you think ZeniMax Studios will release in regards to Elder Scrolls Online? A subscription-based plan? Free-to-play? Or a hybrid of both? And is this really the end of subscription-based plans in MMOs? Dear God, I hope so. I pray it does. The subscription base of MMOs is always killer because you always have to pick out, okay, well... There's this new MMO coming out, but I'm already playing these two and paying $30 a month for them. But I really can't afford to pay for this one, so I'm going to have to maybe cancel one of the other ones, and it's just a nightmare and a half. But the free-to-play, at least you know you can go in there, try the game out, get to know it, instead of dropping down 50 bucks plus $15 every month for it, just to figure out, hey, I really don't like this game, I'm going to have to cancel myself, even though I just dropped $80 for the game. Well, Brokes in the chat room is saying, I personally didn't get SWOTOR because I don't have the money to pay a subscription. And our own uh, Liz Mistress LeBeau, the exploitress, um, has said the exact same thing to us as well, that that she hasn't gotten TOR. Um, when I was playing World of Warcraft, there was a ton of MMOs I didn't bother to, to, to purchase, even though I was interested in because of the I was already paying $15 a month for for wow. Why would I want to pay another $15 a month, you know? I think an MMO launching nowadays with a free to play model that is no, okay, there's a big difference though, guys, got to cover here. There's two different types of free to play models. One that's ideal, one very unideal. And the one right. that's unideal is where it's what they call pay to win. Yeah. The ideal one is where it's not pay to win, basically meaning, like for instance, in Planet Side Two, how they're doing their free to play model. Uh, we do a plan a show, by the way, called Planet South Record. Just saying. Anyway, and <laughs> <laughs> nice. We nice cover in like detail it. on that one there. I like it. Yeah, so anyway, very good. Um, <laughs> we what we basically found out is it's everything in the game that you can pay. It's microtransaction based. So what that is is that they have like a lot of, lot of little sub things that you can buy, like uh, new skins for your vehicles, new weapons. However, everything that you could buy with real money, you can also earn in-game, with in-game That's money. That's how you do it. So yeah, if you don't want to pay a dime for the game, you're going to have to pay, play a whole lot to get what people would be like, okay, the shortcut way of doing it. But it, you, it doesn't uneven the game at all. And especially because everything like the weapons, stuff like that, that you can purchase real money in the game, are a very, very, very minor difference. Mostly the difference is in the look and what the fire looks like. So it's all mostly cosmetic. 
Okay, yeah, I that'd, think that'd be the model I'd be into. Yeah, that's the model that a lot of people are into. I think that's ex- I think that's exactly what they should do for Ellis Girls Online. They have potential to make a ton of money doing that, and they also did studies and found out that games who went free to play made more money than if they were in two months than if they were to go with a subscription based model for the last year. Oh yeah, of course, because the it's, way the this way this usually works is you you they come out with their own virtual currency, okay? Um, DDO and Lord and uh, and Lotro are are great examples of that. They have their own uh, in-game currency called Turbine Points. You you buy the Turbine Points either through their marketplace or you can go to I know right over here at Seven Eleven, our convenience store. It's kind of like I don't know Circle K for the Western for the uh, West Coast guys. Um, uh, you go to right over here to Seven Eleven. You can actually get. Um, turbine point cards, and you can apply it to either DDO or Lotro. I know and then, games so, like Conan. Sorry, the games like Conan were about near death, and when they switched over to free to play model, and they did the same kind of point system you're talking about, the same point system that Sony mm-hmm. does, but yeah. they, Sony does it for all their games, so it's all yeah. one currency for all their games. And I know people like Fred on the network has a ton of Sony cash saved up from playing uh, EverQuest One. <laughs> that he's going to apply at a planet site too. If they did something like this for Elder Scrolls Online, man, what a what a release that would be. Chat room, um, chat room is saying that there is a stigma. Uh, Arajan in the chat room said, "Excuse me, um, it was uh, Natural Grande said there's a bit of a stigma with it though." Um, and it goes like this: "Oh, games free to play, therefore it's suffering." You know, Nacho Grande is hitting on something here that 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 is you know true, though it is a stigma that is dying off. But Very what I'd like so. to point out is if a game releases with a sub and a free to play model, no one thinks the game is going to die Took as soon as it's right coming mouth, out. Man. It's kind of considered to be cutting edge. Now, I would be perfectly cool if they had that that dual model with a sub or free to play. Where yeah. you can either do it by tran- my microtransaction, or if you sub, everything's unlocked. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, if Planet Side Two did that, I'd be subbing up in a heartbeat. What but- about Lou? Lou, you've got you know so much, so much uh, experience regarding free to play models and MMOs uh, because of you know your EQ two and EQ one days. What what say you on this? I would like for them to actually release it with both in place, because again, it does give. Free-to-play does give a lot of potential customers the opportunity to test the game out and see if they really like it and see whether or not it's worth their $14.99 or whatever price, retail price for a month that ZeniMax Online wishes to charge. And again, I can see what the chat room saying as well with the fears and the stigma attached to free to, the free-to-play model where, again, you have the first stigma saying that it, it signifies a game's death or, or slow hemorrhaging death. Or in my experience as well, where I have experienced the actual devolvement into pay-to-win. And I think that's one of the biggest stigmas ever attached to the free-to-play models, the fact that it's pay-to-win in terms of I have seen some games where the cash transaction shop has turned off, has, turn, has started instantly enough with the vanity items, whether it's gear, armor, you know, weapons, accessories, pets, you know, furniture for your house, you know, game housing, stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you start to see little items pop up. Whether they're stat boosts, ability boosts, okay, skill boosts. You know, one somehow, thing, you get, somehow you can't get in the game. And I think that's the one issue I will have for any free-to-play models. The fact that 
if I can't obtain these items within the game itself, whether running you know, group quests, hard solo content, a raid, an operation, no matter what it's called, or or epic quest line, or just a quest line for a zone. Lou, take this that's, consideration. That's when I call it a pay to win. What if? Because I heard this is a rumor also for I hate to bring it up again, but Plant Side too, because they are like the ideal free to play model right now. What if, say once a month, they open up the store for where you can pay like ten dollars for one weekend to have double XP? Would that be considered? Pay to win, or just self improvement? That's self improvement. That would be self improvement. But if, say for example, if they actually open up a week later again, add another item to the shop where it's a twenty percent XP boost boost permanently to get level cap, yeah, that's pay to win. Because now you're giving another player who has that money a bit of an edge over another player who honestly either doesn't want to spend the money or doesn't have the money. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Okay, to me that's total BS. Because now you say, well, you know, if you give me five extra bucks, I'll give you an edge over everybody else who's playing the game. Because you know what, you give me five extra bucks. Because there's no way for them, for those who don't pay the five bucks, to get that that XP boost. All right, and I don't buy that rest of XP crap because that's just the mechanics built in the game anyway. All right, to tell me, well, rest your character for five days, you get the same thing. Yes, which wears away after a level and a half, right? Meanwhile, this guy next to me, he gets to his level cap four months from now. Okay, I think that's what one of the main issues with free to play is. The thing is, the same person who's into the game and plays it ten hours a day is going to get there just as quick, if not quicker. So Perhaps. If you can look at it both ways. For instance, I don't have time to play the game maybe two hours a, a, a night, even if that may be two hours every other night. Mm-hmm. But I need that extra boost for my gameplay because I don't have the time. Well, these other all these other guys who play it ten hours a day, eight hours a day. We're getting level cap right off the bat. What if I can get that extra little boost to help me stay more competitive? So, Joe, you're actually looking at it from the perspective of it's not that you're being put off balance. It's that to get back on other people's level, you have to actually go out of your way and pay it more money to be able to bring yourself up. But it's kind of how you feel just because you don't have the time. Right. Well, I could, I could see that. But the big thing is, is that there are some free to play models that you can only get the best item in the game, the best pet in the game by paying money toward well, a, I think everyone agrees that that's shop. complete BS. That's what I'm against. I, if that comes out in a free to play model of any game, it's dead. Yeah. There's, there's, I think a lot of people have realized that, that selling best in slot items on on an auction house and having that be the only way to to uh to receive that that item is not an appropriate thing to do for a video game and it's highly controversial to even have it in in the marketplace anyway i mean uh you know what does it say about a video game where you know a person who has who has subscribed um, to to get to your rating content goes in there does a raid ten different times in order to get that best in slot item to drop drops gets it really happy versus the guy who gets the same item off the marketplace and is, has paid a lot of money for it it's available to both people it's available on the marketplace it's available through the raid but I mean is it really appropriate to have that that item on a marketplace just to just to be sold probably not I think if they if Elder Scrolls Online had did a proper free-to-play method, it would have to be like, okay, if you're on a free-to-play model, you can only have one character. 
you know, limited item space, whatever. That's fine. Um, or cosmetic things, things that only affect look or personal look. Nothing that nothing has to do with actual game changing. All items, all gear, all potions, all that needs to stay in game. I agree. Joe, um, Joe, if you don't mind, uh, Nacho's got another question in the chat room that I'd like to address. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, go ahead. All right, Nacho asks another great question. Okay, he says, can this game kill off WoW? Or what will it take for the Elder Scrolls Online to kill off WoW? I thought about this. I have an answer. Okay. It has to go free-to-play, and it has to be not WoW. <laughs> <laughs> Plain and simple. Um, I, I, have, I have a different thought. Nothing is going to kill off WoW. Okay. The only thing that's going to kill off WoW is Blizzard shutting off the servers. Yeah, it's just, it's not going to die. It's just going to slow no. down. Um, like they just recently released a one million player loss. They've been re- announcing a loss ever for the last six quarters, but it's not going to die. There's no. always going to be those fans there, and that's the way it should be. And more power to right. Blizzard for that. Yeah. But is it going to be a game to where it's going to be pull WoW as the number one player base spot? In MMOs, yeah, I think it has potential to do that. Uh, do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. Frankly, I, I don't care because I want the, just the game to be perfect for me to play. I think it's unreasonable to even with let's just say, all right, uh, WoW has nine million subscribers. Okay, it's unreasonable to think that an MMO is going to launch and then within three months or six months or even a year that it's going to have 9 million subscribers. WoW did not open up with 9 million subscribers. Not even close. Not <laughs> remotely close. Mm-mm. Okay? It built up to 9 million. It built up to, a what was it, like originally 11? I think that peak was 12 million. 12 yeah, million. It was 12 million it, players. 12 million players on WoW. That happened in six years. It took six years. And really, it didn't start getting like ridiculously you know, popular until Burning Crusade hit. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, for and and this is this is another thing that bothers me about you know the MMO community. Everyone keeps having this 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 measurement of oh, is it going to kill WoW? And I'm so excited because this game is finally this is going to you know it's going to destroy World of Warcraft. And look, the people that play World of Warcraft are not going to like the Elder Scrolls Online because it's completely different. It is yeah. totally totally different. And not that it's more thought-provoking, okay? Or you know, no, it's it's a totally different gameplay style. And the people that play Elder Scrolls Online probably come from WoW, know all about WoW, and you know don't what? really want to go back. It really comes down to this: Elder Scrolls Online is being made for Elder Scrolls fans. That's it. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's made for for the, those of us who are huge fans of the Elder Scrolls market, which is several, 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 several million people. So that's what the market they need to be mm-hmm. right there. Right. A chat room saying Diablo had six million in two and a half months. That's a single player game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Six million's not nine million or ten million or even twelve. And at the same time, where's that six million now? Because I know a lot of people are not playing Diablo you 3. You don't know that for a fact how many are there because it's not a subscription based game. Yeah. Well, good, then, and that thought. goes, that's another question I want to ask y'all. There are, okay, let's say it does go free to play. That's already in. It, it has a, a market in the free-to-play model where you can buy stuff and it's not going to break the game. That's all fine and dandy, but there are again there are two different type of free-to-plays that we're that we're talking about here. Do you feel that the Elder Scrolls Online should be the kind where you 
pay first and then get to play it or the kind where you just download it and you decide to go up into a subscription plan. My final thought on this whole thing is, is going to be this. I, I think number one, Elder Scrolls online should launch with a free to play model enabled. I think there should be a subscription, you know, 15 a month, everything unlocked, unrestricted access. And I think there should be a free to play model where, there's, you know, a lot of a lot of the game is open. However, certain certain things like quality of life things, bag slots and etc. stuff like that is is uh, controlled to highly controlled. And then the marketplace, I believe, should be a place where you buy um, mounts and uh, you know uh, companions that that have an, an expiration date on them um, and last for a certain amount of game game time. Um, you know scrolls that'll buff you and and um, you know for a, you know a little bit, an hour or so. Vanity items are a huge thing that I think should be on a marketplace, and that's it. You know what, guys? Um, the chat room keeps on asking us you know more questions regarding our scrolls online. I'll tell you what, guys. Send us your questions via email or be in chat room next week. I think we're going to go ahead and dedicate our banner mayor last week to listener questions regarding Elder Scrolls Online. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. So look for that next week, guys, episode 34. Be in chat room for your direct direct questions or email us your questions or Twitter us before next week's episode. And we'll do our best we can to research it. I mean, the best results would be, obviously, through email. That way we have time to research them. But we do know a lot about the game. So Anyway, I think you're on the par, Barwin. I think it's going to be actually be essential for Elder Scrolls Online to be a free-to-play off the bat, and it would be uh, even more ideal to be a hybrid of both. Correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed wholeheartedly. Let's move on to the crafting table. Ow! Son of a... And here we are in the crafting table. What do we got today? Pigtails by Vermeerse on your character from Force. No, it's a joke. It's an awful joke, too. <laughs> um, War-based loading screens by Chesco. <laughs> C-H-E-S-K-O. Brand new loading screens that accurately report tidbits of lore from all corners and historical eras of Tamriel and Nern. Just like the ones you're used to, only much more and not just based in Skyrim. The author's description is as follows, and I quote, adds 160 plus new loading screens steeped in Tamrielic lore, become deeper immersed in the Elder Scrolls mythos with tons of quotes from in-game books, from Skyrim, and past Elder Scrolls titles, history, mythology, and little-known facts about the world of Tamriel. These loading screens texts were carefully selected from the brightest minds in the Elder Scrolls lore community. They have been cautiously edited, verified to ensure the highest quality possible. These loading screens were all submitted by members of the Bethesda Forum's Elder Scrolls Lore Forum and Reddit. Hey, Lou, did you write this mod? Everyone's asking this, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I wish I had, though, because that's actually a a brilliant idea. Yeah, got 160. I hope they would keep uh, uh, updating it, too. More stuff. Lou's like, I know a lot more 160 guys. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, 10 plus years of doing Elder Scrolls games, yeah, I think there's they. oh my god <laughs> I think he's told to replace all the loading screens that come with the game itself, say, alright, don't need that just get rid of the entire file, here here's 
400 plus right off the bat. <laughs> I thought this was pretty cool when I saw it. I try and uh, I try and find you know mods that are not your normal uh, you know Dovahkiin house or or uh, you know I don't know armor thing or weapon pack and because there's a lot of that going on. Um, so I try and find something like this, kind of like a little Swiss Army knife functionality, and uh, I love all this. Our mini mod stuff. Yeah, mini mod idea for the week is highly unplayable race by Pale Cow. Uh, the race of people from Nintendo's historic video game series, The Legend of Zelda, who inhabit the land of Hyrule. Made by duplicating the Nord race and changing the face modeling to Wood Elf to make the ears look proper. Uh, race height is a tiny bit shorter than the Nords. They're, the race powers, they get blessings of the gods, adds 25% resist to shock, frost, and fire, and Hylian Might, which increases stamina regeneration for a mi- for one minute. The skills as well is minus 10 to one-handed weapons, minus 5 to two-handed weapons, minus 5 to block, minus 5 to archery, that's minus 5 minus. to speech. That's plus. Oh, no, these are pluses. That's, that's- I'm sorry. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> wow, see what a gift race time. they are. I'm not downloading that mod. <laughs> Download this mod where you will suck. <laughs> the game's going to be even more cruel and harsh Actually, to you now. The, I think this race is a little bit overpowered with plus 10 to one handed, plus 5, plus 5, plus 5, plus 5. And then yeah. 25% resist to shock, frost, and fire. That's OP. Yeah, OP. This is a cheat. Don't download it. No, I'm kidding. It sounds good. No, download it and then take a screen picture of of your your Link. Name him Link, and uh, <laughs> download uh, Legend of Zelda armor. <laughs> Send that to us. <laughs> Make sure you're riding a horse that has a kind of a orange skin and a white mane named Epona. Um, before oh. we wrap up a crafting table, I want to brief mention an update about Vermerse's mod, the QGN mod. Hey. Um. I have been working with Fred all week for doing voices, and he finally got my guy to start saying voice, st- saying my phrases in game. And the vast majority of all the phrases are unique to my character. I got to freely say what I wanted for the scenario. So expect it hopefully soon. I know that he got a lot of it working a couple nights ago, and it should be up with at least my character saying stuff soon. Um, and then after that, we're going to get one at a time, each host updated. But don't, it is a very, very lengthy process to add custom voices. So it's going to, Fred needs to take a break here and there. So it could take about a month or two to probably no. get everybody in. No break. Not acceptable. No. <laughs> oh, no. Acceptable. Hey, Vimers is doing an amazing job in this mod and he keeps on working at it. And he went and he went and looked at what everybody wanted and that was voices. And it's like, okay, I'm hammering this down. And he's pulled out every last bit of hair he has on his head, making it work. So awesome! Fred's so amazing with that. And it's actually quite funny to hear. It's actually scary hearing my voice on my character in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to do mine, especially when someone wants to marry my character. Some of the things you have to say, oh, embarrassing. Oh, this <laughs> is gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit, though, Vimers was crack. Uh, Fred was cracking up at some of the things I was saying. For my character. <laughs> oh, man, it's so much fun. The We have a script that we kept adding to it as Fred found new phrases we had to do, and I think it's up to, like, 96 phrases. You don't want to give us a little preview? I I, I actually want to hear what it sounds like when someone has to marry you. 
Let um, me hold on one second here. Let me get this. <laughs> I have my entire list of mod voices. This is worth it. All right. So should we do which one? Should we do? Um, let's go to my miscellaneous file here. Here's my comment about Forsworn. Forsworn chicks are hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah. When someone wants their follower to carry something, I have one for that. What? Do I look like a pack mule to you? <laughs> Our wedding is soon. I'm so excited. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, was that for the gay option? You insist. <laughs> I oh, really hate these that guys. That is beautiful. Uh, let me see. Um Go talk to the temple, and I'll see you tomorrow at our wedding. See? Embarrassing. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that's... Yo. Yeah? What do you want? Oh, idle animations. This is, a, this is a really fun way to do. So there's a point where when the player goes idle, your NPC has, it starts to say stuff, right? Why? What? Why have we stopped? Do you see a painted cow? If you do, I'm running. <laughs> that is that is the win. Oh oh yeah. Um, the, another really funny one we have to do is there's we have to do uh, action or combat noises, like we do for attacks, power attacks, for everything. And let me see here. The one that's for being hit, merely a flesh wound. Um, when your character flees. Yeah, forget you. <laughs> like that one. <laughs> Defeated? Oh, what a world! <laughs> oh, power. you know what we should do? Power attacks? Hiya! <laughs> Come get some! Did you feel that? <laughs> oh, that's too perfect. <laughs> oh my god, Fred's doing the dragon shouts. Uh, he actually had me record a little something special, particularly only for my character, but you'll have to fo- have my character as a follower in order to uh, hear that. I'm not going to give it away. But yeah, so 96 phrases, most of them that were just, I got to make up what I wanted to say, like when your character is inside of a dungeon, or not a dungeon, but like a, a mine, comments about the mine, comments about being in ruins, all kinds of weird stuff. It's so much fun. I can't wait to do mine. <laughs> I don't know who he wants to do next. I think it, it's definitely going to be one of the four hosts. So, Anyway, we'll keep you guys posted as, that, uh, as we get more information on that. Let's go ahead and move on to the Elder Scroll. A fragment of time. A piece of creation. A record of history. History itself. The Elder Scroll. And here we are in the Elder Scroll, Loring with Lou. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, Lou, take it away. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. This week in the Elder Scroll, I thought I would like to cover the Orsimer. Where there's a whip, there's a... Oh, sorry, wrong story. Anyway, the one quote will ring in everyone's mind. People think we're all evil? Do I look evil to you? 
This is from Orcish Worshippers at a Dietrich Shine Shrine around Cyrodiil. Well, it's the Orsmer, or Orcs, as they're more commonly known. They are a variant race of the Mer people. Yes, that's right. Mer. Elf. The moniker of Orsmer translates roughly into pariah folk in the Mer tongue, as they are considered social outcasts amongst all the Tamilian races. The Orcs are an intelligent but barbarian living people in the mountainous regions of West Tamriel, most notably being the mountains of uh, the Rothgarian Mountains, the Dragontail Mountains, being the most prominent ones, but they are also centrally located in Orsinium, also known as the City of Orcs. But, as we all know, they are also commonly found in other great cities in Tamriel, uh, which includes also the Bosmer King City of Balanesti. Now, in the past, the Orcs were supposedly created when the Daedric Prince, Boethia, defeated the Almeri god Trinimac and corrupted his body and soul, and transforming him into the Daedric Prince Malakath. And he also transformed his faithful followers, the Orsmer, into the Orcs during the Merethic Era. Now, for those who might not remember, the Merethic Era is that mythical uh, pre-dawn time, when the Mundus, when the world was first created, all these races first came into being. Now, when this transformation occurred, isn't really known, it's unclear, but it's been recorded that orcs have been inhabiting the Iliac Bay region since the early years of the First Era. But also, additional reports say that orcs were in Morrowind, acting as raiders and mercenaries as early as the First Era 700. And it is known that the Aldmer had really colonized the mainland of High Rock during the Earthic Era before the orcs emerged. Now, they were viewed as a constant threat to the other races living or moving into the area, especially after the Uragata drove many of the orcs out of Hammerfell and greatly strengthening the first Orsinium city. But several kingdoms banded together in High Rock and destroyed the first Orc kingdom in the first era 980. Now it's funny because these kingdoms and their descendants settled this area and over time they became known as the Red Guard. It wasn't until this Orc leader, whose name was Gortwa Gronagrom, created a second incarnation, which is called the Noble Orsinium, or the second Orsinium, in the third era of 399. He was able to gather enough power to force Emperor Eril Septim VII to formally recognize Orsinium as an equal, just like all the other lesser kingdoms of the Iliac Bay region. Now, during the Warp in the West event, which is from the Elder Scrolls Daggerfall game, Orsinium was one of the four kingdoms to gain control of what was called the Numidium, which is a Dwemer construct, you know, the, the doomsday weapon. And they had conquered the surrounding kingdoms and baronies and swore loyalty to the Emperor. Now, early in the Fourth Era, Orsinium was again sacked by the Red Cards, and this time with the help of the Bretons, and presumably eliminated. And many of the Orc refugees were forced to flee or were escorted out of, you know, out of that area, and a lot of them made their way to Skyrim via the Imperial Legion. Now, traditional Orcish society is centered around stronghold settlements, each one striving for complete independence in all matters. Orcish society is also based on polygamy. Mm. A stronghold tribe is controlled by a chief. Yeah, baby. The literal alpha male. No other males are permitted to take wives or father children. The chief is replaced by whichever one of his sons grows strong enough to challenge and kill him. Wow, orc sick. Hmm. The strength of a tribe <laughs> and a favor granted to him a Malakath depends heavily on the personal strength of the chief. Now, the laws of the orcs are based on the Code of Malakath, which is an unwritten law. The code prohibits such things as theft and unwarranted violence. Unwarranted violence, orcs. <laughs> Ironic, Odd. but also places heavy emphasis on honor and personal strength in resolving conflicts. 
But killing your father so you could have power is warranted? Yes, that's cool. That's okay. You know, all right. That's okay. I think I could justify that. I think we Never. all can. You guys have great relationships with your dads, don't you? <laughs> wow. Yeah, tell me about it. Orcs don't, you know, they don't use imprisonment as punishment. Those who violate the code must either pay material compensation, such as gold, goods, what have you, or pay what's called a blood price. And that entails allowing the one they offended to spill their blood until the price has been satisfied. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> Pound of flesh, anyone? <laughs> you did say intelligent barbarian, right? <laughs> yes. Wow, kind of a misnomer there with the words, isn't it? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> or women. Now, they are expected to contribute to the strength of the stronghold just as the men do, such as filling the roles as warriors, hunters, herbalists, etc. And traditionally, the orcish art of smithing is done by the women. And a chief's second wife is normally called the forge wife for this reason. That's hot. Yes, because one little, ditty, uh, one little tip I forgot to mention here is that the <laughs> smithing is actually taught by the females of each stronghold. It's not the men. I'm into it. <laughs> Oh even, though this, <laughs> even though this exists, Orcish society is still patriarchal. Now, the only woman in the stronghold who is not the chief's blood relative or wife or wives, <laughs> she is known as the wise woman, and she is the spiritual guide of the stronghold. And unfortunately, daughters of the chief are usually traded to other strongholds to marry other chiefs. Jeez, politics everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> However, many orcs seek to escape traditional life in the strongholds. For example, many orcs, you know, both orc men and women, they may want to escape just being another orc or from orc women, just being another wife to the chief. And orcs leave to join other bands, such as most of the Imperial Legion, to see the world or otherwise seek their fortune. Some may eventually turn to the strongholds, but for the majority, they don't. And the orcs that don't live in the strongholds are derisively called the city orcs by stronghold orcs. And they are considered what they call these soft outsiders, just like other, the non-orc races of uh, Tamriel. But, you know, given their history, provincial homelessness, their frequent military service, and the demand for their craftsmanship, it's not surprising to anyone in Tamriel that orcs have traveled all around the world. And they're pretty much now a commonplace sight in the cities around the world. However, as if you play the game, you know, orcs still encounter slight bit of prejudice. And... Yeah, let's face it, the you know, appearance kind of makes uh, makes them scary. <laughs> and kind of doesn't allow for, uh, well, maybe not allow for interbreeding, because other races of Tamil don't see any other half-orcs running around, so they come on with that and they think it's impossible. And that's the Orsimer, or the orcs in a nutshell. Uh, there's quite a bit of lore attached to them. I've given you a really quick, uh, you know, short briefing as to what I can give you. Hopefully you'll like it, catches your attention. Look them up on the wiki. I'm going to get me a Forge Wife and prove to everyone that it's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, before it gets even more gross, we're moving on to the town square. Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. And here we are in the town square. Your emails and iTunes shoutouts. All right, our first email comes from Nicholas S. He says, Hi, guys. Love the show. Anyway, like many others, I've in- I'm annoyed by Bethesda's blatant disregard for us PS3 and PC users. However, I don't know if you guys ever played Fallout 3 for PS3, but we had a similar case where the DLC didn't come out for months. 
The worst part is, when it finally came out, it was so glitchy, it was literally unplayable, and Bethesda never fixed this issue. I just hope that when Dongar comes out, does come for us, that it is not broken. Um, I think we pretty much already covered this in the beginning, is the fact that there, it hasn't come out for PS3 because it is so broken right now. Yeah. 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 I included this email because it, it kind of echoes um, a lot of the emails that we've, we've gotten over the week uh, from from fans. So... Um, this is uh, one of the ones that I thought was was very well thought out. All right, Dave. Next email. Next email comes from Colin. Says, "Hey guys, I have a suggestion for a mod. Dave's character. Oh, that's me. Needs to say Fusroda. As much as Lita says, I am sworn to carry your burdens. Just saying, your fan and avid follower or an avid listener. <laughs> Colin." So do you think that should be my, my, my thing? Whenever people give me stuff to carry, I should say Fusrota? No, but I think no. you should say Fusrota a lot. It needs to be like I your should. your greeting. That's what yeah. people will mostly hear. Well, what yeah. about... Can, do, do you know, you were, you were doing the, the voice <laughs> testing. Do you know if you're able to say, like your character is able to say something when the, the, the Dragonborn does a dragon shout? No. <sighs> I'd have to actually ask Lou about that. Um, if that was the case, we would have like another... 80 different dialogue things I have to record. Oh, God. No, it needs to be Fusroda every single time. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that it's, it's done by phrase. So uh, yours would be like, Fusroda, and then it has a normal Roda. <laughs> Let's see, at least 20 shots in the game, three words each. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a lot of phrases we got to record. That's a lot of recording, <laughs> but I think I can do that many Fusrodas. I think, I think, I think that would drive. I, I think that would drive Fred absolutely insane. Having put that in the game. <laughs> now that was something like your greeting. Then yeah, probably, or your goodbye, or both. <gasps> oh, come on, Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I like that idea. Ideas. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> you you've started a just a whole bunch of pain for Fred. All right, Ivarwin. Next email, sir. Next email comes from Jack N. And Jack N says, Hey, I just wanted to tell about a great tip about Dawnguard. When you look for rumors in inns, or when you talk to guards, you have to be at least level 10 to hear rumors about them. This took me about four hours before I realized it. Love the podcast, Jack N. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that we mentioned when we first started playing Dawnguard, right? Yes, yes, yes. And absolutely. Um, the reason why I wanted to include this email was because... Uh, you have to be level 10 in order to get the quest, uh, to start, get, to start the Dawnguard quest. Um, so that, that is why Jack N. And, and for those of you out there that, that may not have known that or may have forgotten, you have to be level 10. <laughs> Good tip, Jack. All right. Our next email comes from Brian A. Brian writes in, Hey guys, I'm sending you a link to check out a video I recorded in the Inn in Riverwood. I went to meet up with the QGN crew and decided to pick someone's pocket while I was there. To my surprise, when I got caught, the QGN crew ferociously had my back. <laughs> Thanks for always being there for me. <laughs> Whether it's an error in my knee or better fingers while picking a pocket, you guys are the best. <laughs> <laughs> this video is, is absolutely awesome. It's hysterical. He pickpocks his girl as she's walking out of the inn, and every single QGN follower is just like, boom! <laughs> <laughs> Missiles and lightning and arrows and everything flying everywhere. Yeah. We beat them down. That person <laughs> had no chance. 
Whose house? Hugh Jan's house. That's what it is. Yeah. And Daedric <laughs> would have an issue with that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, who gets this next email? Hmm. It's a long one. I don't mind reading it. Uh, Dave. Uh, um, let's see. Let me scroll down a mile to see who it's from. Here we go. From Tanta! Okay, Tanta says, hey guys, first off, before I go into rant mode, which, by the way, Tanta, I, I thoroughly enjoy personally, thank you again for making such an awesome show and for having Maluka on again. I totally nergasmed when I started, when she started singing a Lord of the Rings related song. I consider myself to be a pretty calm person. It takes a fair bit to get me angry. I wasn't even angry at the ending of Mass Effect. Underwhelmed, yes, but not upset in any way. Dave, feel free to say horrible things about Bioware at this point. I don't mind, really. However, this whole Dawnguard thing has me seriously ticked off. I was so excited for Dawnguard. I even made a new character just because I wanted to play through the vampire side and knew that none of my other characters would do that. Right now, however, I can't even bring myself to play a Bethesda game, and I wish I hadn't pre-ordered Dishonored. If they aren't going to release Dawnguard for other platforms, or if it might take a bit longer to get to the PS3 and PC, then I wish they had said something before now rather than letting us get all excited and then crushing us like this. Between this and the dismay, this, between this and the dismal way they've handled the Elder Scrolls Online, which will be my first MMO, thanks entirely to you guys, I think Bethesda really needs to get a new PR team. You guys are doing a hell of a lot more to promote their games than their own PR people are. And you're not even getting paid. By the way, this is all coming from someone who works in marketing herself. Wishing I wasn't so annoyed at Bethesda and yet still wanting to listen to you all talk about the Elder Scrolls. Again, that's Tanta. I don't have anything to say. I think she nailed it. Yeah, and that's that's exactly why I, I threw this in here. Um, we got a lot of emails yet again about um, about what happened last week. Uh, some of it was appropriate, some of it was not appropriate. This was one of the things that that we thought really just kind of echoed what was going on in the community, how how people felt. Um, I'm sure people are going to feel a lot better after the the PR release that came out today about what's what to expect for PS3, and then of course you know the the PC guys they. They were uh, they were given their game as well, so I'm sure things will be getting better. But you know, last week this is how a lot of you felt, and um, and you showed that to us. Yeah, very very much so. All right, our next email comes from Christopher T. I just want to say I appreciate you guys for all your hard work and dedication, not just to sh- not just to the show, but also to each other. The camaraderie on the show is amazing. It is evident that you guys have a great working relation and friendship. In turn, it makes me feel like I am one with you guys laughing, cutting up, talking about Elder Scrolls. Uh, thank you guys for making great game series, making a great game series that more great. Your faithful listener, Christopher T. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and, we're, we're really bad with compliments like this. <laughs> yeah. I almost didn't want Yvonne to put this in there because it was a compliment. well he's expressing how much he appreciates us in the show um i would like to say though that we're a lot like bon jovi in the 90s where we get along (laughs) on stage but afterwards we're all taking you know flights away from each other and and we don't talk to each other in fact i'd like to say uh lou hates me and i hate joe well, I personally consider you the richest Sambora of the group, so... That's it, I quit. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> <it's> true! 
that's so true. Lou, you're definitely a rock star. <laughs> no, in all reality, though, we are we are pretty close outside of the shows. That's yeah, for sure. It is. By the way, Joe, you left your sleeping bag at my house. I just want to let you know so your mom could come pick it up. The Smurf one? Yes. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Can't beat on it. Uh, I'll, I'll get Prego back. A penis box again. He hates that. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I'll poop in your sand now. How dare you? How dare you? All right, our last email, Varwin. This comes from Mike B. And Mike B says, agree with me or not, I belong to a group of gamers who some people may think are cheap. I prefer the term frugal. I refuse to pay for gaming subscriptions when I can play for free. I have I have way too many other things my money can be spent on, especially when I can buy a game once and play for hours enjoyably. That's just my opinion, and I certainly get it where get it why game companies want to make more money. I just have chosen to pay once for a game. Elder Scrolls V, for instance, and I will purchase the DLC too, but I will purchase them once. Thanks for thanks for the great QGN. Thanks for the great work QGN is accomplishing these days. Keep them coming. I like everything you're pulling out. You're putting out. Altaholic, twelve Skyrim characters and counting, and I still haven't experienced everything yet. Mike B. I'm glad right, I was Mike. muted when you read that. Which I, I, I busted Mike. up laughing when you, you said to pulling out. The what? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to QGN for pulling, pulling out. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to see what they they pull out. Trust me. I don't. (laughs) Yeah. All right. The whole time we're doing these emails this week, I I sit there wondering, it's like, I wonder if people send emails hoping that like a certain host would read their email. And I wonder if like we asked them to like, you know, who they wanted to read their email. I think Dave would be reading the entire section. No, no, (laughs) it would all be read by a Varwin. He'd read every email. He'd mess up like one word every sentence. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> My reading hasn't been that bad this week, has it? <laughs> Only a lot. But you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it got me when I was swallowing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lou, five star reviews. All right. Our five-star review shout-outs from America. Yo Espanol. From Sonia D. A.K. Silverfoot. And from our friends across the pond in the United Kingdom, Sean M. Thank you for your guys' five-star reviews. Keep them coming. We look forward to reading every single one of them. Our final thoughts. How to reach us. You can find everything you need to know about this show at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com, including up-to-date news as we get it when our writer is not on vacation. Um, <laughs> everything you want to know about anything that of uh, the shows that we do on the network, go to QuestGamingNetwork.com. You can see all of our shows right there. It's the basis for our master feed, which you can find on iTunes. And... If you want to email us about anything you want to say, we get a lot of emails, and we want to keep getting more and more and more emails. We love them. Email us at record at gmail.com. All one word, guys, as exactly as it sounds, record at gmail.com. All right. Please take our radio survey. We say this every week because it's, it's very, very important to us. If you just go to any of our sites, just click on the little ring on the right-hand side, 
and fill it out. It takes about five to ten minutes, and it's extremely important to us. Don't forget our other shows. Dabble Off the Record on Fridays. Minecraft Off the Record on Sundays. Sutor Reforged on Mondays. All recorded live at livestream.com forward slash the quest show at 7 p.m. Uh, of course, you got, you know, Diablo at 6, but that's the way they are. All times are Eastern Standard Time. Also, we have Planetside Off the Record recording every other week, recording at 3 p.m. on Thursdays. Our next one is next Thursday. All right. Yay! What? Yay! Yay. All right, Twitter. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is at Elder Scrolls OTR. I am in, I can be found at author J.R. Wilson in my weird ramblings. Evarwin can be found at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N, and his even weirder ramblings. Lou can be found at GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R, oh, come on, you know what that is. Uh, Dave can be found at D-Enforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E, <laughs> do that very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> you were expecting it, I couldn't do it. I had my hand on the, uh, now I have this new mute button that I can mute you guys from the recording. Oh, that's cheating. It's <laughs> uh, like using console commands in Skyrim. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production, <clears throat> as my voice decides to get weird, in association with Middle Earth Network. And I just want to say, boost for all you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe, and may the boost be with you. Take care, all. Glad you're here. Hope to see you all, see you all next week. Have a great one, y'all. Boost Rota. Gonna retire me some replicants. Be right back. Alright. Here's what I've decided. <laughs> oh, here's Yeah, that's the proper sound effect. Sorry. <laughs> oh, did you click on that link, Dave? <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> oh, Joe, no, no, Joe. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> Not yet. Saving for it. Still flipping Saving them burgers it? at Wendy's. All right, man. All power to you. Keep saying it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Lou? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's easily like the most excited I've ever heard, Lou. <laughs> Who's all down? <laughs> <laughs>